Hey, you know what I believe? I believe that every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible and I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast and here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, welcome to the Get Off The Bench podcast. I'm Karen Vaughan, your host, and this is where we start. So with a big breath, I um, I want to talk to you about why I wanted to do this podcast and introduce it. So last year, in 2019, I wrote the book, Get Off The Bench, Kickstart Your Idea. And that was about um, encouraging people to you know, to kickstart their ideas, basically. So a personal goal or maybe a community project or starting up a side hustle and, you know, getting a business up and running. And my intention was that it would be ready for the start of 2020. And 2019 was an interesting year. Some say things could have gone, could have been better. And we're all looking forward to 2020 thinking that, gee, it's got to be better than 2019. So my plan was that I would get this podcast ready and I would launch it at the start of 2020 and all would be good. We'd launch into a great year and we'd all be up and running and I could inspire people to, you know, get that thing out of their head onto paper and into action and, you know, get their life moving and living a life that they really wanted to live. However, uh, things haven't turned out like that and just, uh, you know, in my lead up to trying to get this ready for the start of 2020, late 2019, um, was not only a few days before Christmas and I get a phone call from my dad saying that my youngest sister is in hospital in a coma and as it turned out, she had a cardiac arrest in her sleep and fortunately her partner heard her expelling air I guess and was uh, quick enough to you know call the call the ambulance and give her CPR and everything else however we expected the worst news and that would be that yeah they thought that she'd been gone for more than 20 minutes so we wouldn't get her back and if we did she'd have extensive brain damage so as it turned out, cut a long story short, she somehow survived, but even better, somehow got through it and recovered within a few days and had no sign of any brain injury. So uh, we kind of considered that a Christmas miracle. She came out of hospital the day after Christmas on Boxing Day and we were kind of excited saying, well, you know, this is a really amazing thing to happen and however you can imagine the stress of that and the how much it distracted me from my goal and rightly so because as far as I'm concerned family is the most important thing and then I started to 
get back into it and say, okay, now let's get this thing underway and let me inspire people to kickstart their ideas. And then uh, New Year's Eve, as a lot of you around the world will know that uh, we had a, a lot of massive fires in Australia and New Year's Eve we had uh, huge fires in East Gippsland, which is very close to where I live. So that kind of put the whole thing into chaos again and I, I kind of felt, to be honest, I felt guilty. I felt that it wasn't right to be spruiking, hey, you know, you should get your, get your project up and running and the world's fantastic and everything's great when all these people had just lost their homes and lost their some lost their lives and lost all their livelihoods and these fires were just absolutely incredible and absolutely devastating and they've taken out you know a, a huge percentage of the state of Victoria but New South Wales also had massive fires as well so it was a really a really crappy time in Australia and the thing that I think that gets to me is that in the east, well, any of the in in the Australian fires, we lost over one billion animals. Now, just let that sink in for a minute. One billion animals—that that's just insanely, you know, it's inconceivable. And a lot of them were our wildlife, you know, kangaroos and koalas and possums and all sorts of all sorts of little creatures that. Uh, unique to Australia most of them and animals that we, we just can't get them back you know they if, if anyone knows what a koala's like a koala can't get out of that kind of blaze in a hurry so we lost them all and that really set me backwards um, I've always been a really strong person a really sort of resilient person get up and going and you know there's always setbacks but you find a way around it and you find a way to think differently and however that really took its toll for me I, I couldn't even find any resolve to that it's um, you know I've always sort of been a real advocate for animals and animal rights and the way we treat animals and the way we need to respect them and I, I couldn't come to terms with it. it it actually really knocked me around and you know then I kind of got into this angry stage and I wanted to blame the government actually I still do but I was so angry but really didn't know who to be angry at and didn't know how to be angry in a channeled way and that sort of knocked me right off my wheel for well well many weeks actually and then I sort of just started to come around and say well it's no point me being upset like this if I want to make change it's now's the time I have to step up and even further step up and you know it's funny because I'll just go back a little bit uh, I was like living the rock star life until I was in my 30s and thinking that the world revolved around me and it was was all about Karen and then I was playing a gig and I got a phone call from one sister saying that another sister so my second youngest had cancer and now I didn't see the C word for cancer I saw the D word for death and that sort of sent me on a bit of a spiral back then that was uh, about 17 years ago but I stepped up I decided to stop being selfish and step up and I started to do uh, community projects and you know felt that leaving a legacy was a really important thing to do so I did a little bit of 
worked for a few years for the Relay for Life, which is for the Cancer Council. And, you know, I was the ceremonies and activities and entertainment coordinator for the Warrigal event. And But that, then that made me realise how good it was to serve others and how healing it was to actually serve others. So it kind of got me on this trajectory to, you know, to make the world a better place. And I, I guess the thing with that is that I actually realised that I have the power to make the world a better place. And that was something that was, I guess I hadn't noticed that before in myself and I started to think about it further and I thought everybody's got the power everybody's got the capacity to make the world a better place and to really do something with their lives so I kind of started to look for other things and it took 11 years I guess you know of trying different things and just sort of advocating for animals I think you know I I went on a an animal rights campaign there for a long time and uh, you know got got quite uh, shitty with people and you know I I guess I probably turned a few people off Uh, with my pro-animal rights campaigns but you know at the same time it was what I believed in and it's still what I believe in and I guess you know that was my starting point and I I needed to work out well how can I how can I make this a bit more positive well great things come out of it you know I've written some animal rights songs and they've been sort of played all around the world and they still are so you know I realize that I can have a, a massive impact and I can have a global impact so then I, in when I was 50, so I'm just turned 57 yesterday, actually. And uh, when, I was turned, when I turned 50, I wrote a book called Magnificent Kids. And it's about 23 kids around the world that started world-changing projects. And they were all under the age of 18, which I thought was incredibly inspiring. But they also gave me a bit of a kick up the butt to make me realize that hey, these, these are kids that are doing it. They're they're young, I'm 50, what have I done with my life, you know, and despite the fact that I had been doing some great things, I I did feel that, you know, I need to step up again. And that book sort of inadvertently led me to starting the not-for-profit One Planet Classrooms, which supports communities in Africa and predominantly in Uganda. And that's with like things like water tanks and solar systems and sanitary pads and mosquito nets and blankets and clothes and food and you know we've bought land and rebuilt schools and um, other other land that has um, been able to that that women from villages have been able to cultivate and put beehives on and to build big crops and to really empower all the women in the village so that they're the key income earners and we there's also we also have a student sponsorship program and that's got about 180 kids in it. Now, if I had looked at that a year, even two years, two years, one year before I started that, I would not have even dreamt that I could start that and I wouldn't have even thought that I had the capacity. But turns out I did and turns out it wasn't that hard. I actually started that program as a as a Skype program, hoping that kids in Australia could Skype with kids in Africa and you know, during school time and could learn about each other. But, you know, that was, uh, I sort of jumped in without thinking and sent computers to a country that it was near impossible uh, to send laptops into. That was really hard and, and very costly and it just isn't, wasn't sustainable to continue. We only got 20 laptops in. But also the kids in Africa were in bed when the kids in Australia were awake 
So therefore they couldn't Skype anyway. But the third thing that was really stupid is I sent laptops into country that 95% of them don't even have power. So my initial idea of this program was just really fraught with Uh, you know, a lot of challenges. But instead of saying, well, that's a failure and it didn't work, you know, I started to, I talked to a lot of the teachers and they said that kids were dying from drinking dirty water. And I thought, well, why don't I try and change that? So that's been going for four or five years and it's really made a big difference. And then after that, I uh, was at an International Women's Day event and there there were cards on the tables and they Some were saying, you know, I will stand up for women, that kind of thing. And I thought, well, hmm, I already do that. You know, I don't really want to make a pledge that I'm already doing. And then I found a card that said, I will launch a purposeful female-focused initiative. So in front of 300 women, I held this sign up and said, I'm going to do this. And I got down off that stage and thought, ah, shit, I've done it again. But... Uh, that was the start of Girls With Hammers. And so Girls With Hammers is um, a business that I run with my partner and it's about running events, mostly conferences and workshops that empower women. And it, it's it's going, going great guns and it's really making a big difference to a lot of women's lives. And that was in 2018. And then in 2019, I wrote the book uh, Get Off the Bench, which I previously spoke about. And so I had been doing uh, some really, really good things and I feel like I really had been stepping up. But with this, uh, with the fires and with the billion animals, I I felt that, you know, I, I had to step up even further and I had to stop being angry because being angry wasn't really going to resolve the problem. So that was when I decided I needed to give myself a good kick up the ass and get this podcast underway And even if I had to change it slightly, I wanted it to be about giving people an opportunity to feel hope and to share great things that were happening and to share things that they were doing that were bringing about positive impact to the world. Also, a couple of other projects that I will tell you about in the coming weeks or months that are that I have started to get underway. And so my whole idea was now to try and encourage and inspire people to believe that they too can make a difference and, you know, that I can't do everything myself and if I can encourage others to, you know, to make a change or to believe that they can, um, big things can happen in the world. All these, uh, you know, all these things join together and make a big difference and we only really have to take care of our jigsaw piece and if we all put our piece in, uh, incredible things happen. So that's where I was at and that's that sort of came, you know, a month or so into or a couple of months into 2020 after I resolved how I could um, manage my upset about the billion animals. And then I recorded my show, a few shows, which you'll hear. And then before I'd had a chance to upload them to a, a platform, uh, we got hit with this coronavirus bug, which isn't very pleasant. Um, right now I'm recording this on the 31st of March, 2020. I hope to get this up in the next week, but God knows what else will happen. But we, 
you know, we're all in lockdown. Just about everyone in the world is locked away at the moment and uh, people dying everywhere. And, you know, we're all, we all realise that our countries are going into this uh, extreme economic, I don't even know what the word is, you know, it's it, something that we've never seen before. Or we have, I guess, when the wars, in the times of the wars, but... You know, it's uh, in Australia, what they've done economically is it's never been done before as like a rescue package for everybody that's suddenly lost their jobs and what have you. So again, I kind of felt like, well, I didn't want to release what I'd already recorded. Now, this is the second time I've recorded this introduction because I kind of felt like uh, people are stuck at home and it's a great time to start a project it is really is a great time to start thinking about what's important but I thought people are not going to have money now and people are uh, are going to be feeling quite lost about and and probably not so hopeful about you know getting all excited about getting off the bench and getting things up and running and so I felt like I needed to re-record this introduction. But the more I think about it, the more I think it is a, a a perfect time for us to sit back and reflect and contemplate what we've been doing to ourselves, to each other, to the animals, to the planet. You know, I wrote a blog this week about um, how we can use this time to reflect and to work out what's really important to us. A lot of us are being sort of, um, you know, forced into our homes and the doors locked with our family. And, you know, it's something that's a little bit rare to most of us because we can usually come and go. And um, But we're having to look at our family a lot differently and having to really appreciate what we've got and appreciate the simpler things in life and you know if we're going to talk about this coronavirus having a silver lining then maybe it's the fact that it's forced us all to slow down and really think about what's important and for me I was running myself into the ground and and so this um this is a great opportunity to stop and think about what's important and and I've actually got my guitar out and started singing again after four years. And four years ago, I was doing a gig and I played all the time. I played a couple of two, three nights a week. And I started to I started to dislike it, but because I think I was doing it to please others. But I was doing a gig and I started to sing and I just didn't have, I couldn't hit notes. And everybody else there was telling me, no, you sound great, you sound great. But to me, I knew I didn't and it was actually painful. So it took 18 months for the doctors to realise that I actually had nodules in my thyroid. And then it took another year almost to, you know, for the hospitals to get me in to take my thyroid completely out. So when that happens, it's so close to your vocal cords that when they take the thyroid out, your vocal cords go all sloppy. So I haven't been able to hit notes for, that was two years ago. And 
or a bit longer, but anyway. And I haven't been able to hit notes. And it's only been recently I've been singing in the car thinking, oh, I can actually get through a song. So being in this lockdown, I got my guitar out and uh, started to play songs. And now I'm putting one per day on Facebook and it's bringing so much joy to other people. But it's also bringing joy to myself. And it's making me realize that as I wrote in my blog that you can see on girlswithhammers.com.au or karenvaughan.com that there is a pot of gold with this coronavirus and I, I realized that the stuff that I had been doing was like pushing up against a brick wall and now I'm playing the guitar again I feel like I'm just standing there the doors open and I'm walking in and it's uh, it, it, I feel aligned and I feel right and the stress is easing and so it's it's been a really good time so for this podcast, I have already recorded a couple of interviews, which was prior to coronavirus really hitting us. And I'm still going to play those interviews. I'm still going to give them to you. I will give you a heads up at the start that this was recorded prior. But the reason I want to go ahead with them anyway is because these people are doing incredible things. And I think that uh, we, we shouldn't stop looking at what amazing people are doing we should be inspired by that. And so right at this moment, it's a little bit dicky to sort of uh, be sort of cheering people on. Come on, get your project off the ground. Let's go. Yay, it's perfect time. So I'm not going to do that. But I am going to still celebrate those that I've recorded. And I'm going to continue to record, um, do interviews with people who are doing amazing things and who have done amazing things. Because we will get through this. We will get to the other end. And when we do, I want people to realize that there's hope. I want people to realize that there's hope even while we're going through this thing. That when we get through, this is what I could do. Uh, or while I'm sitting here in isolation, this is what I could be planning. Because it's not the end of the world. It's just a really, really big bloody hiccup that's um, just jamming us, jamming our brakes on at the moment. But I think this is a perfect opportunity to think about what you have been doing and, and ask yourself, has it really been satisfying your soul? And if it hasn't, maybe now's the time to start thinking about what will satisfy your soul, what does satisfy your soul, um, what could you be doing differently? And so I kind of want to twist the get off the bench a little bit for, hey, get your personal goal up and running, your community goal or your, you know, your side hustle. But and I want to just sort of shift it over to the left a bit, kind of like, well, get off the bench and start thinking about what's important in your life and what could you do differently. Get off the bench in that way, at least for now, at least for the next, I don't know, weeks, months. Start thinking about it like that. And my really, really solid belief is that if if we live a life where our cups are full, we're going to be much better contributors to society and globally and just to everything in general. Just so maybe now's the time we get off the bench and think about what is important to us, fill our cups up, find out what really, really makes our soul sing and let's start doing it anyway. So I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to try and get this up as soon as I can and hopefully we can start the journey from now and 
I really thank you for joining in and listening. So I'll catch up with you next week. Thanks heaps. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.